For the first time in 2022, welcome back to the very first episode of Wanna Hockey and 20 Deuce Deuce. We are so excited to be back to bring you all things Texas hockey and hockey stories from all over. Wanna Hockey is proudly part of the, the uh, you know, the Hockey Podcast Network because I forgot how to say that. And supported by DraftKings. Yeah, <laughs> Where well, if you head like over and weeks, pop man. in, yeah, it's been two weeks. Uh, you head over to DraftKings and pop in uh, promo code THPN. You can get in on all the action today. Um, we have definitely missed all the French fries and have an awesome guest lined up for you today. But before we jump into that, for the first time in 22-2, I am Fink and I am joined by Patrick and Jason. Let's catch up because it's been so long. It's Boys, it's uh, yeah, we're back. Holiday season's wrapped up. Uh, two and a half foot Christmas tree is still up. Need to take that down. Uh, but uh, for like a couple more I, days. Yeah, a couple more. I mean, it's fake, so it's not going to die. I mean, it's good to be back. Patrick, we ran into each other on New Year's Eve. We had a blast. Plenty of Jaeger to go around. Uh, but uh, how was the uh, how was the rest of your holiday break? We did do a yeah. lot of Jaeger, didn't we? Stayed in bed the entire day after. Literally didn't get out of bed until about 6.30 oh, yeah. p. My buddy, uh, Jason, not our Jason, other Jason, We uh, he texted me at like, I don't know, probably 1 the next day. Was like, come over to my parents if you want to come eat. They're making pitas. And I was like, dude, I have, I saw it, didn't respond, fell asleep, and finally responded at 5.30 and was like, dude, I haven't even left the couch. So that was fun. But overall, it was good. I'm feeling kind of under the weather over the past few days um, since like Sunday afternoon. I don't know if the 60 degree weather change really just threw my sinuses off, but yeah, the old Texas weather swing <clears throat> over the holiday. No, also, I cedar in the air right now, so we're good. Oh, yeah, you seen Pete Delkis on Twitter, Jason yeah. Mountain Cedar. Mountain yep. Cedar, baby. <laughs> Gets me every time. <laughs> every fucking time. <laughs> See it. God damn it, Pete. Get out of here. But yeah, and uh, exciting personal news. I am starting a new job in 13 days. Hey, now. Hey, hey now. Around, man. Thanks, friends. Yes. Exciting times. Exciting times indeed. Yeah, we had a good time at New Year's Eve. Uh, Jason, man, you got the kiddo. You got... Christmas gifts. There's so much joy. I think I saw him playing a drum set and driving a Jeep at one point. Uh, a Hot Wheels Jeep, not like an actual Jeep Wrangler. But no, uh, no, no. He's already got a Jeep Wrangler. <laughs> how, no, okay. how were your it's holidays? Oh, they were good, man. We uh, hung out, kept it pretty low key. Uh, fried a turkey for my parents on Christmas. And I will say, like, okay, you guys know I'm into cooking and like Facts. smoking meats. Like the oh my gosh, what the fuck is it? Mark Zuckerberg smoking, smoking meats. meats. Smoke sweet, sweet baby, baby rays, rays. barbecue yeah. sauce. <laughs> yeah, man, that's it's fucking me, man. Anyways, <laughs> I fried a turkey for my parents over the over for Christmas, and I have to say it was top two turkey I've ever made in my life. Holiday miracle, so, love to hear it. It was, it was amazing. Um, other than that, yeah, I was in bed by like eleven fifteen. Watched the Pete Davidson Miley Cyrus thing, and that was about it. Just keeping it real classy on New Year's Eve. Yeah, Love that. So I, I, Patrick and I probably could have taken a page out of that book because uh, yeah, I could use that. Ooh hey. man, that was tough. Drinking drinking uh, Miller Lite straight out of the pitcher. No cups needed. No thank you. It's 2021. We're sending it off with a blast. Um, no, I'm scheduled to go to Denton in a couple of weeks, so uh, that might change. Oh yeah, might relive my college days for a little bit. Gonna go hit up Fry Street. Yeah, got. I mean, it sounds like you can get a quality deal on Fry Street with the uh, with the booze. 
Uh, thankfully, you know of a way to get a quality deal on a brand new hockey bag. Uh, why don't you spit it? Why don't you spit it a nickel or spin it a nickel? Is that how much the drinks are on Fry Street at one place? In that one place, like what? the nickel bar or something like that? that. I don't know. That's, that's I just dangerous. tried to. I was just yeah. trying to segue it. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> tell us more about the uh, the fantastic deals that you can get on your brand new hockey bag. Something about nickels, but I'm sure there's that like nickel plated zippers or something like that. Maybe, maybe. nickel rama, <laughs> nickel nickel rama. I don't know. Uh, no, but if you guys are looking to replace that old moldy hockey bag with a busted zipper on it, go check out our boys at ConwayandBanks.com. They make premium quality bags that are built to last. They include those wonderful removable organizers to keep all of your gear organized. And it keeps everything dry with those waterproof materials and those huge giant vents on the side. Uh, my favorite feature is that built-in foot mat <laughs> that keeps my feet dry from those nasty locker room floors. Uh, they come in three different sizes and colors, so you'll be sure to find one that you love. Get 10% off by using code WHATAHOCKEY10 and get your gear to the rink in style. Lay up. Well, I, holidays were fantastic. Uh, huge shout out. I got to see all my family down in San Antonio. Um, big thank you to my mom uh, because this brand new mic that you guys are listening to me on uh, is Ooh. all thanks to her. Uh, may have gotten two microphones, but then my my, Thanks, my brother was like, that's mine. Because um, I may or may not have gotten a few gifts that were marked as mine uh, that belonged to my brother, uh, which you know was an emotional whirlwind. Uh, that being said, super pumped to see my family. Uh, got to hang out with Patrick and Stevie for New Year's Eve, uh, as well as Brooke and some coworkers. Had a blast. Absolutely wrecked at darts. Um, we really haven't had much hockey to talk about. So, you know, I had to step up and... Uh, pick up my dart game a little bit try to get the old blood blood pressure uh rising so it worked uh but before we jump into our next segment uh we do have a little bit of hockey to talk about uh and one huge shout out uh to i guess the equivalent of a p1 uh in lizzie i got to see lizzie she finally acquired her water hockey jersey she uh was back from spain uh for those that don't know Lizzie is the QB1 MVP for us. She was our big contact with the Allen Americans the previous season. Uh, she's the reason for the season that we got to hang out with them and really uh, converse back and forth with that team. And now we're, we're kind of ingrained in, in that culture, and we're super fortunate to uh, have, have met her. But she's I believe a we're living the red, as they say. Living the red. She is a professional volleyball player over in Spain. So she's uh, living the dream over there. She's in España. Got to uh, hang out with her for a couple of games. Speaking of, the Allen Americans did a little clean sweep of the uh, Texas Sorry. Stars. What? What is that? Where they say Barcelona goofy like Barcelona? And the Barcelona. The Barcelona. The Allen Americans. The Allen Americans swept the uh, Texas uh, or the Dallas Stars ECHL affiliate in the Idaho Steelheads. And Antoine Bubo. Has some NHL experience. The uh, goaltender for the Allen Americans was named the ECHL Goalie of the Week. Uh, the boys in red are starting to uh, fire on all cylinders, and it's looking like they're putting some pieces together and starting to uh, get things rolling. And then uh, last note before we kick it over to the president of the Allen Americans, Mike Waddell, uh, defenseman Nolan Kneen signed a PTO contract with the AHL's Charlotte Checkers. So, Uh, He, I believe, is a rookie defenseman for the Allen Americans in his first season, so he's making the leap up to the AHL. Hopefully he he sticks. Um, 
the team looks good right now. Nice little Black mix blood. of youth and uh, and uh, older older blood on the uh, on the squad, and I think they've got something special going on. So uh, that being said, going to kick it over to Mike Woodell, the president of the Allen Americans, for the presidential address brought to you by Texas Hockey Apparel. All right, we are back again with the first presidential address of 2022 with the one and only Mike Waddell of the Allen Americans. Uh, Mike, first and foremost, welcome back. Hope you had a great holiday. Uh, we're coming off a great weekend uh, out there at the Credit Union of Texas Events Center. Uh, tell us a little bit about the weekend and uh, let's chat a little bit of Americans hockey. Hey, anytime you can uh, start off the week with a win at Wichita and then come back and get the uh, three-game sweep against a pretty good Idaho team, mm-hmm. that's a, a, a good uh, shot in the arm of some adrenaline. So I know uh, Coach Martinson and you know our captains, Chad Costello and Spencer Azicek and the, the rest of the guys just couldn't be more thrilled right now. Antoine Bebeau had an incredible performance over the weekend. He was like a brick wall. Absolutely. He's CHL goalie of the week. He'll get mm-hmm. his uh, in Glasgow uh, player of the week puck uh, here in a few weeks. And uh, we'll be giving those out to some kids at some uh, upcoming games. But, yeah, man, anytime you can get eight points in a week, that is certainly a, uh, a banner banner effort. Yeah, it was really fun to see, you know, uh, you know, talking to Tommy Daniels and yourself and, uh, you know, just the the rumblings around the Americans is just you got to give it a little bit of time. You got to let the uh, the wheels get oiled. And now it uh, it seems like it's starting to, to turn. So it looks like we're, we're headed into a, a great year. Uh, speaking of heading into a great year, you know, we, we talked a little bit about promotions earlier uh, with a couple of the past presidential addresses in the uh, in 2021. Uh, and we talked about they were kind of backloaded. So we've got a couple of uh, promotions coming up with the Americans. Tell us a little bit about that and what the uh, fans can be uh, looking forward to. Yeah, I tell you, Jeff, it's going to be a lot of fun here. And just uh, looking at some of these fun promotions that we have coming up, one of the great promotions that we've had here historically with the Allen Americans Professional Hockey Club has been our Star Wars night. A lot of Star Wars fans here in Dallas, Fort Worth. We have that coming up on Saturday, January 29th, when the Newfoundland Growlers uh, zoom in here from the Eastern Conference. And that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, We're doing the Red Storm Trooper, Red Fury uh, jerseys this year. So that'll look uh, really cool out on the ice. And then uh, coming up the uh, next week, uh, on Friday, the 4th of February, we have Ortho Texas's Military Night 2022. And there we have a really cool jersey from our friends at Athletic Knit who are doing a, a fantastic job with a lot of our uh, jerseys this year. And they've gone through so many uh, challenges up there with COVID trying to uh, keep their production on uh, time. So we're very thankful to get these uh, jerseys here in the second half of the year. We have Pucks and Paws Night where the Allen uh, Veterinary uh, clinic and uh, the, the fine folks over there put together a, a fun promotion every year. That's coming up on Thursday, February 10th. And then one of the things I'm really excited about is a series of three games on February 9th, 10th, and 11th. Uh, when we have the Wichita Thunder coming back into town, we have the 2022 Olympic Series. So in each one of these nights, we're going to wear a different throwback uh, U.S. hockey uh, Olympic jersey with a slight change in that it won't be USA, but it will be Allen. So we're going to have some fun with that, and that takes place during the Winter Olympics. 
So as the Winter Olympics are going on, we're going to have a chance for you to uh, not only see the Americans wear uh, the red, white, and blue colors, uh, you know, with the throwback uh, theme back to former U.S. hockey uh, mm-hmm. days of lore, but you'll also have a chance to buy those, and hopefully you'll have those and ready for what we hope to be a, a gold medal performance by Team USA coming up uh, this year. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm, you know the show. You've listened to the show. We're all big fans of theme nights and those jerseys. Uh, you know, most recently this past weekend, uh, the the throwback jerseys with the the red stripes and the solid white stripe through the middle, uh, easily some of my favorite. Now, and and you you kind of teed this up for me, even though you weren't expecting to. Can you tell us a little bit about how you can auction to get these jerseys? Because I know they put them up a little bit before most of these games, but can you touch on that a little bit so people that see these jerseys know how they can have a chance of getting one? Sure. Di- different jerseys and different promotions have different, uh, um, you know, rules and uh, guidelines that we put mm-hmm. with it. With Star Wars Night, uh, 100% of the uh, 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 net proceeds will go to all community outreach. It used to be called Allen Community Outreach, but they, mm-hmm. you know, expanded their uh, uh, vast, uh, you know, engagement area to to really help out the folks here in Collin County and the uh, greater Allen area. So all community outreach will be the beneficiary of our Star Wars. Wars Night Jersey Auction, and that will go on uh, with Dash, who is our mm-hmm. official auction partner. Military Night Jerseys will probably be a uh, live auction. We're not exactly mm-hmm. uh, set with that yet, but uh, their Ortho Texas has a, uh, a chosen uh, partner that they will reveal as we get closer to that game date on February 4th. Pucks and Paul's Night, we don't have a special jersey that night. We'll be wearing the uh, white jerseys that uh, the team will be wearing at home during the second half of the season. We've mm-hmm. won red for the majority of the uh, games in the first half of the season. And then during the Olympic series, that will be uh, jerseys that will be done on DAS auction. We'll do that beforehand. So the, the best rule of thumb, Jeff, is really to just go to our official website, allenamericans.com, or to our brand new app. You can download the Americans Game Day app for free on the Google Store or the uh, Apple Store. And, and right there, you just had the uh, ability to right there using your fingers on your phone and uh, if you're aggressive enough you can come home with a really nice looking sweater and we have some really cool ones coming up and one other game i do want to talk to you about is what will be our 12th police versus fire on ice game that's coming up on saturday february 19th that's a double header because we have the police fire game at 505 and then the allen americans game that night again against the wichita thunder it seems like we get uh wichita a whole lot for these uh promo games but uh that will be a 705 start and this year we have last year we did the different jerseys for police fire and the frontline medical workers in each Mm -hmm. of the three periods this year we have a different twist on that but you have to come out and uh, see that night and then we'll do that auction live following the game there on uh, saturday february 19th so if you come to the game you can take part in the live auctions if you uh uh, can also uh bid online for a lot of these auctions as well yeah, really exciting stuff coming up, as always, with the Allen Americans. Uh, Mike, I have to ask, because it's New Year's, do we have any resolutions, any Mike Woodell New Year's resolutions that we need to uh, keep keep you, uh, you know, keep you on your par? 
well, keep me, uh, you know, fitting in my clothes would be a better way to look at it because it was a very uh, successful holiday season for the uh, the tummy. But uh, I will tell you, I do uh, have a few. I keep most of those to myself. I don't even share them with my family. But the one I can tell you about is I'm trying to get back into. I've run five full marathons. Uh, the last full marathon was the uh, New York Marathon back in 2014. And I'm looking back to get into a marathon shape. It'll probably take me about a year, year and a half to get back into, you know, I mean, be able to do a marathon is one thing, but be able yeah. to do one well. I'd like to be able to do one well. I have my eye on uh, one of my favorites. And if I can uh, uh, get back in the shape, I hope to do that uh, in 2023. But uh, the goal this year is to run uh, 3.5 miles at least five times a week. And uh, so Ooh. it's five 5Ks a week. And I'll start out with that and then try to move to something else. But uh, it's been a while since I've, I tell you, when you do a marathon, it just messes with your head. And, I can imagine uh, the so. Fifth one went, uh, the fifth one that I did in New York, it was in memory of my mom who passed away the year prior and uh, very emotional. But I, I told myself if, if if I could get through that marathon, the good Lord uh, saw me through to a Central Park where I could finish. I was probably never going to do it again. But here I am uh, uh, almost eight years later and uh, <laughs> I'm going to do it again. So it's, it's one of those things. I think once you get into a routine of training for something, you just keep on going. Yep. Well, we support you. You've got uh, you've got our support all the way. I don't know if I can say I'll run with you. Uh, maybe I I'll need be to get a Wada Hockey. We need to, you know, uh, get Wada Hockey to buy the naming rights for this. Uh, you know, I'll wear your shirt if you buy my shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you might be running in flip flops from Old Navy at that rate. <laughs> There you go. There but, you go. Uh, well, tough, we support huh? you. Yeah, I can imagine. So I'll be behind you on a bicycle or maybe a, a golf cart that doesn't run out after three and a half miles. We'll, we'll see. There you we'll, go. We'll, we'll there you go. What about out. you, Jeff? What are your New Year's re resolutions around the water hockey world? Uh, the water hockey world, I mean, I always told myself uh, about a year ago that I want to be doing this full time uh, at, at one point in the next three to five years. So we're coming up on year two. Uh, last year was extremely successful and obviously a huge thank to the Allen, thanks to the Allen Americans and all that they've done for us as a show and putting us on the dashboards and just really letting people know who we are and uh, kind of allowing us into the family. So real big move for us is just to kind of find, a you know, maybe a huge sponsor out there to, to pick us up and, you know, syndicate us a little bit and get the word of water hockey out there and let people know that Texas uh, hockey is, is alive and well. The roots run deep and uh, we have no sign of slowing down. But for me personally, uh, I'm with you. The holidays were good to me uh, as far as the cuisine went. Uh, food and drink was abundant. So cutting back that in a little bit and trying to trim down and play as much hockey as possible and hopefully uh, play some pond hockey in the second half of this next year uh, up north somewhere, the the main goals. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, but Mike, I, I'm, I'm just happy to have you back. I know everyone is excited to get back to uh, kind of normal life as far as hockey goes. Uh, you know, Alan, as always, is the best ticket for hockey in town, whether you look at it from price point or standpoint or whatever point you want to look at it from. So make sure to head over to AllenAmericans.com to check out all of their merch, as well as our friends over at Texas Hockey Apparel's merch. Uh, they're on the website and to get your tickets for all of these uh, events coming up there at the Credit Union of Texas Event Center. So for the first uh, presidential address, Mike, uh, thanks for coming back. And we're looking forward to 2022 with the Allen Americans. Hey, let's uh, get after it here in the second part of the season. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Marty has the guys playing really well, and we really appreciate all the fans uh, continuing to come out and show us great love by uh, coming out and attending the games, going to the team shop, and uh, following all of our content on social media. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Mike. We'll talk to you next week. You got it. What's up, Wad Hockey fans? And hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook 
an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. The NHL got rid of ties in 2005, so you know someone has to score. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, no worries at all. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. It's been tough. We've missed hockey over the past couple of weeks, especially down here in Dallas for you guys, the French fries. So how do you get in on this? It's real easy. You just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, as always. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. You literally cannot lose. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And now back to the show. And once again, as always, head over to allenamericans.com to check out their merch. Head over to texashockeyapparel.com to load up on their merch. allenamericans.com for all of your Allen and Americans tickets at the Credit Union of Texas Arena in Allen, Texas. North Texas is it. But like we said before, we've got a guest lined up for you guys. Um, he is arguably the most intelligent guest that we will ever have. Um, no offense to anyone else that's been on the show or will be on the show. Uh, he is a former member of the MIT hockey team from 2006 to 2011. Look it up. It's on HockeyDB. I saw it myself. And he is now the CEO and founder of Helios Hockey, which will likely change the way hockey players track their progress Wada Hockey is thrilled to be joined by Bill Near. Bill, welcome to the show and happy New Year. New Year. New Year. <laughs> hey, what's up, fellas? How are we doing, Texas? Happy New Year. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for, thanks uh, for being Pleasure on. is all yeah. ours. We're super excited. Obviously, we we've we've had a little back and forth before. Before we jump into Helios and the story behind that, obvious that hockey has been kind of part of your life for a while. Let's go back to the beginning. Tell us a bit about your upbringing within the sport. And was it always a part of your life, uh, kind of where you grew up? Because you are up in the, the northern hemisphere of the U.S. So tell, tell us a little bit about your uh, upbringing in the sport. Yeah, for sure. Thanks so much. I uh, grew up in central New Hampshire, started playing hockey around six or seven years old. was actually the, the first person in my family to start playing. And, you know, long story short, you know, I thought I had a career headed towards the NHL like every player. And uh ultimately realized that like the level of competition in hockey to make it even to division one to three college is just so ultra competitive then as it is now. And I uh, really took my ticket to go study engineering at MIT, uh, you know, when I turned 18 and, and junior hockey wasn't the option. Yeah. So MIT, not a big deal. Uh, like I said, easily the smartest person that we're going to have on the show. Um, we've got to know though, you're from up North. You've got to have a favorite team or player do you have the same favorite team and player that you had growing up, or has that kind of changed as you've grown older? No, it definitely changed. So when I was growing up, my all-time favorite player was Peter Forsberg. Take me back to the 1996 to 2001 Colorado Avalanche, and that was my all-time favorite years of uh, 
of NHL hockey. But, you know, going to school in Boston, it's hard to not become a Bruins fan. And I naturally, uh, you know, made my way over to my local geography with that one. Current Bruins player that's your favorite? I like Pasta and uh, Charlie Coyle a lot. Okay. Thoughts on Tyler Sagan? Yeah, how, Ooh, do, how are we feeling about one. the whole Tyler Sagan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are we even going to get into that? <laughs> are we no, even going to get into I that? Think, I think everyone listening is, is knows very full well between the uh, the dance that uh, the the Boston Bruins and Dallas Stars did back in the day for that. But uh, no, we don't have to and open who, up who the, the real winner is game. in that trade. Phil Kessel. <laughs> Somehow yeah, Phil seems Kessel to, Tyler wins. seems to be doing fine for himself these days. Yeah, he's the one true winner of that uh, that transaction. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's the uh, the star, if you will, of that TikTok video trend right now. Uh, it would, yeah, that was the guesses floating around for sure. That with the girl who was like, "Oh, when you thought oh yeah, he the old TikTok he left yeah, one yeah, ticket that's... for me or something like that." Or he was he yeah, he, he was does seem girl. to have four, a type four. four blonde chicks that all look relatively the same. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, he does seem to have a bit of a type. Uh, well, let's uh, we'll bring it back a little bit. Um, you know, you did play it for MIT, their hockey team. Uh, you you kind of divulged a little bit about your experience with them, but for everyone that's listening, uh, Bill, what was your fondest memory uh, of of your time with the MIT hockey team? Yeah, it was pretty cool. So we we actually went through a bit of turmoil uh, after the two thousand eight financial crisis. So spring two thousand nine. MIT had to make a pretty tough decision. So they ended up cutting eight varsity sports from their 41 sports budgets. And fortunately, men's and women's hockey was included in that, which was a bit of a start towards this uh, this whole journey. Um, you know, one of the things we had to do was we actually had to go out and raise money just to continue the team. I was heading into my senior year as the captain. And uh, part of that whole process of, you know, transitioning it over to a club sport and uh, continuing to play in the ACHA was, you know, we had to go out and we had to hire a head coach. And that was an interesting process to uh, to hire your own head coach. But we ended up finding an unbelievable uh, new head coach in, in Dave Hunter, uh, who was at the time he was coaching uh, a public high school team in Reading, Massachusetts. And Dave came in, and with Dave, we actually took the team on to win our uh, ACHA conference championship. So, um, you know, it was pretty rewarding just to, you know, save the team, but then also have the opportunity to go that deep in the playoffs and, and win the cup. Shifting, first of all, that's awesome that y'all were able to keep playing. Shifting more to just kind of MIT in general, that more or less coincided with what you've started with Helios. Explain to us and kind of the listeners that don't really know what Helios is, um, what you've developed over the past few years. Yeah, so Helios is a performance improvement platform for developing hockey players. And really what we've been doing is developing a technology that's smartphone-based with a sensor device called the Helios Core that mounts on your hockey shoulder pads to deliver the kinds of feedback and measurables that only the professional athletes have been able to access to date. So we basically have democratized the performance capture, benchmarking, and improvement loop. And uh, working with our retail partner, Pure Hockey, we, we just launched our product uh, this past November, uh, and we're, we're growing our user base and trying to show the world of you know developing hockey players how this performance data and technology can be used to to revolutionize player development. So essentially what you are saying, 
in a roundabout way is this can be used by anyone that either plays roller or ice hockey, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Our technology inside the product can detect a stride. So whether that's an inline stride or a ice skating stride, um, it, it sees the stride the same. And, you know, one of the powerful things that kind of puts it in the hands of any player is it doesn't depend on a big infrastructure positioning system. So if you look at, you know, for example, how the NHL does their player and puck tracking technology, you know, there's a quarter of a million dollar system in the ceilings and around the perimeter of those rinks. And if that's the model for being able to do this kind of tracking, it really doesn't extend outside of the 32 franchise stadiums. So we've basically mm -hmm. put all the smarts using AI directly into a device that any player can wear on any sort of surface inline or ice and track this type of performance. That's awesome. So, I mean, what I'm kind of hearing is in the future, you know, Jason and I both play Patrick is, uh, is, is teed up to One get day. on the ice soon. Yeah. We could have like a, like a water hockey competition that throw our pitiful stats up there and then, uh, watch, you know, <laughs> 18 and 19 year old kids just blow past us and all their, uh, all their strides. Yeah, for sure. We definitely see some men's league applications of the technology. Right now we have AAA, OHL, Major Junior, uh, some NCAA D1, and we actually also have some pro players on both the men's and women's side using it. So we're, we're building a pretty rich data set kind of end-to-end to represent performance, and that certainly could include men's hockey players. Yeah, you got to get it. Men's league slow. hockey players. Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. Uh, it'd be nice to see all those just after all those beers before the game and then just kind of tracking like, hey, for optimal like your sober baseline. Exactly. So you got to <laughs> like, play one game completely yeah. sober, then one beer in, two beers in, and then you just keep measuring from there, yeah. I guess. Um, I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> Exactly. That's actually that's actually totally possible because like one of the things that we do so it's it's definitely like a, an application of kind of big data so all of your performance data from every time you've used the product you know for if you use it for years your entire history basically like lives up in the cloud on the solution we've developed so when you complete like a practice we're basically comparing your performance against all your previous performance your performance against all the other players in your birth year. And we're delivering results to you based on all that kind of historical context. So if you have too many beers, like we're definitely going to be able to tell you that it was a poor <laughs> practice. Definitely. Yeah, we need to we, we need to implement an icon, uh, a little vomit icon. So, you know, like this is a skate where I had to I had to take a trip to the uh, the old can for a second. <laughs> like a notes like, hey, this is my notes. <laughs> yeah. We have this uh, we have this feature in the app where we, where we deliver a hustle score. And so today it's, you know, low average, high hustle. And there's some actually some really cool technology behind those three simple words where we're looking at like how that, you know, day's intensity for you looks compared to your baseline. But uh, I don't know why. Have you guys seen the movie Heavyweights? Oh, yes. absolutely. I like Instant couldn't classic. help but think of that. Uh, think of that quote. Lunch is canceled due to a lack of hustle when you said that. <laughs> it's one of my favorite all-time movie quotes. <laughs> yeah, and can we talk real quick off topic about the theory that essentially Tony Perkis is just uh, Dwight Goodman. He's the same exact person uh, in dodgeball that he is in heavyweights. Like he's he plays the same character and he has the same haircut. There are like a similar haircut. I, I'm putting it in the atmosphere. 
you know, it's a it's a conspiracy theory if you of such if you want. Oh, he is definitely White Goodman. Yeah, he's White Goodman. He he the, Tony, I believe in my mind Tony Perkins got arrested for basically fat shaming children for or abusing children because of that camp and then when he came back, he came back as White Goodman uh and started a gym. So he knew exactly what he wanted to do and he kept it rolling and that's why he turned into White Goodman. Even the logo is similar. The logo right. is similar, and even in heavyweights, he talks about being overweight as a kid. In dodgeball, White Goodman talks about being overweight when he was younger. I'm just saying, it really lines up. Here. Really lines up. <laughs> All right, sorry, yeah, I just got on a Reddit loop thread, like <laughs> a yeah. rabbit hole. Sorry, sorry Bill. I know it. we're talking sorry. about Helios, but when I hear a good conspiracy, I gotta, I gotta throw it out there for the people. Just like Finland. Yeah. <laughs> The Finland one, make believe oh. Finland. So I kind of want to talk about like this technology. Like, how did how did like come about? Like, I guess when you go into MIT, a little, you know, like how did you figure out like this is this is something kind of happening? Yeah, for sure. So my background's in electronics and software product development. So that's what I studied at MIT. And you know, during my years there playing hockey, and then in my early career, I was basically you know always looking for where that place that the passion collision of, of what I do technically would meet this lifelong passion for hockey. And I was also thinking about that player that I was growing up in central New Hampshire, even just two hours north of Boston. I wasn't exposed to the same caliber of players, types of leagues and showcases and tournaments. And I was really always wondering, you know, where I stood relative to those high performance players that ultimately would make it to that D1 college team or to that NHL team. Um, and so, you know, around that time, 2015 started to see how the pieces could really come together kind of at the bleeding edge of, of this technology that I was working with to build a solution, um, you know, to do what we do. And that's really to let the, uh, you know, 15 year old version of me growing up in New Hampshire, understand how my performance looks relative to those players in Boston and, and all over the country. So I guess when you were talking to like this with the, like your friends and everything, uh, like with your, your hockey, your buddies and everything. How did that conversation go? Like, Hey, I got this idea for like a wearable that we're going to, we're going to put on and this is how it's going to work. You know, how, did they kind of think it was crazy or like how many prototypes even did you kind of go through? Yeah. I mean, we spent three years developing it before we went to market. Um, you know, one of the really cool things that happened in terms of like the earliest believers and supporters of Helios is that, uh, so that head coach that I mentioned that we hired to be the MIT head coach at the time, he was a pro scout for the Carolina Hurricanes, and he was working directly under Ron Francis, who was the GM at the time. So we got to know Ron being MIT hockey players, and it was this really cool relationship that, you know, several years later, fast forward, when I was brainstorming and sort of putting together the early pieces of what would be Helios, you know, Ron Francis and Dave Hunter were the first two people that I went to. So I got to talk to some pretty, you know, strong uh, folks in the sport from the get go. Um, they ended up being our first two investors. And, uh, you know, everything sort of grew from that point. But like anything, when you're starting with an idea, and you're building early prototypes, you know, you'll find plenty of people who, who don't get it, who don't necessarily see the vision. Um, you know, our under underlying principle the whole time has been that Hockey players, you know, do anything to get better. Uh, the sport's expensive. We spend all this money on 
skill development coaches, and yet where's the measurables and the information that lets us really understand where we're at and how we're improving? So I guess I guess for me, because I, I think it's awesome, and I think us three can kind of relate to, you know, some people, and not to knock anybody, because everyone that's listened or reached out to us about this podcast has been extremely supportive, but has there been a moment in the time that you've done this and created Helios hockey where you kind of had to take a step back and say, okay, this is wow. Okay. This is really happening or kind of a pinch me moment where you're like, I can't believe I just talked to this guy or I can't believe that this is, this is going to go on this skater. Uh, Can you kind of take us through a couple of those moments that you may have had? Yeah. I mean, I think it was probably pretty cool from the very beginning to have, you know, Ron as our first supporter. I mean, there aren't a lot of players like Ron in the history of the NHL. So that was sort of a a pinch me moment from the beginning, but it it settled in pretty, pretty quickly. And I think, um, you know, another powerful moment for us was when, uh, you know, we partnered up with Pure Hockey, just with their level of kind of influence in the market as the largest distributor and retailer in the U.S. It just felt like we had a, you know, a powerful partner in our camp to help us be successful. You're always looking for others to, you know, believe in what you're working on and to see the opportunity. So when you get folks, you know, like Ron or the ownership and leadership of Pure Hockey to sign on and, and you know you're showing them, you know, how this can really come to life, uh, those are some pretty, you know, powerful inflection points so far. I mean, it's yeah, I think it's awesome to hear, you know, especially in the sport of hockey. Uh, that's something that obviously we preach down here in Texas, and it's not as well known, but I think the roots run a lot deeper than a lot of people realize. So when you meet like-minded individuals, it's really kind of cool to sit back and hear their stories. Yeah, I'd say another another really awesome example was um, we did a so we did like a pilot um, with a U15 academy team here in New Hampshire, and then we actually did a, a beta with a U14, 15, and 16 year old teams, and just the ability to from the data detect outliers in performance, whether they were, you know, exceeding uh, the average performance or below average, and then being able to have those types of conversations with coaches and to have, you know, the story that the data tells line up with what the eye test tells, you know, those were some other really powerful moments. Those were times where we got a lot of confidence that we were onto something. I'm actually, I'm really glad you brought that up because that kind of plays into my next question. You know, I'm sure everyone that's listening or, you know, will listen to this has seen the first Iron Man. Uh, And if you remember, the first Iron Man suit was giant. It was bulky, uh, but it got the job done. And then, you know, you have the Mark III, the Mark IV, the Mark V, and so on and so forth. What was it like creating and what was that first incarnation like? of the Helios product, the Helios core, was it, was it big and bulky or did you kind of come out of the gate swinging and go, this is exactly what I want. It's small, it's compact and it's going to fit on shoulder pads. Or was it like, well, it's kind of like a hockey puck, but we're going to shave it down as time goes on. Well, yeah. So funny enough, we started the company and still have in development a smart puck technology. And so we actually have the full process of manufacturing a two NHL standard regulation, smart puck as something that we've already developed. So when we decided that uh, skating and tracking skating performance with a device like the core was actually how we wanted to go to market, um, you know, we initially did all of our evaluation by basically mounting a hockey puck on the shoulder pads. So it's the, the same electronics and software sort of repurposed 
from our original smart puck prototype. So coincidentally enough, we were wearing a puck around in the very beginning before we got this sort of new sexy industrial design of the core as you see it today. Yeah, for those that are listening that haven't seen it, check out Helios Hockey and uh, just it's going to be the first thing that pops up when your Google search. It's a uh, it's very small, very discreet, but it's very slick. It, like I said, it just reminds me looking at like, you know, we, we talked a bit about you know, the first incarnation before and how it was a little bit more big and bulky and basically a hockey puck that just reminded me of that Iron Man movie. And I was like, I got to bring this up because we have a couple of uh, fellow nerds that listen to the show that will appreciate the uh, the segue and reference. But uh, before yeah, I kick it over to Patrick, like the- no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say like the, yeah, so obviously a hockey puck doesn't light up. And uh, the first prototype we did after it kind of took this form, you know, there were no LEDs in it to kind of give it that life. And we were testing it with those 14, 15, 16 year olds. And there was definitely this like absence of some way to kind of interact with the device and kind of see that it had life, see that it was charging. So that whole LED interface that gives it that kind of superhero on your chest vibe that, that you're uh, getting to there that was really kind of necessitated by trying to give the user something interesting. Um, and it's kind of taken on a little bit of a life of its own, which is cool. No, I don't want to give out too many like ideas here because, you know, this is going to go public, but, uh, when Helios is big enough to afford, you know, I don't know, like a song by ACDC or I'm sorry, that's wow. That's a wild misconception (laughs) on my part. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne, Black (laughs) Sabbath, Iron Man, um, It'll be cool. I think it'd be great to uh, have someone skate up and you just see like a red glowing LED and then that's they come into the picture and the uh, the guitar riff from Iron Man Dude, from Black Sabbath. Disney's going to be all over this, man. We can't. We can't Black do this. Sabbath. I'm God, I butchered that so bad. I'm going to catch so much flack for that. Uh, one staying in. Yeah, that one's got to stay. I'm, <laughs> I apologize. I'm, I feel shame. Uh, but before I kick it over to Patrick, Bill, I do have one thing I want to ask. Uh, where do you see Helios or where do you want Helios to be in five years from today? Yeah, so what's really powerful about the technology that we've developed is, you know, the only thing that's specific to hockey, for example, inside the core is that we trained it to recognize hockey skating strides. So what you can do with the platform we've built is you can really take a device like this and you can go train it to do the same kind of thing it's doing in hockey, but for other sports, giving other developing athletes this powerful tool that doesn't require all that infrastructure. And that really depends on like all the AI and the machine learning technology that we've developed and sort of patented into this into this device. So, you know, in a few years, what we really want to be is a broader sports technology company that grew up in our, you know, our niche hockey focus where we all started and, and the sport that we're most passionate about. But ultimately, we brought this to to other sports and, and allowed other developing athletes to benefit from the capabilities. That's awesome. Yeah, I think uh, obviously you guys have the traje- the trajectory to do so. Uh, yeah, like I said, I'm going to kick it over to Patrick and go sit in my box of shame for a little bit for that last part. <laughs> so I actually had one follow-up that maybe we should have touched on earlier when we were first getting into the history of Helios. How did you decide on the name? I'm just curious where that came from. It's a unique name for sure. True. And all I'm seeing sick, is a uh, logo too. Greek gods, I think. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Like the whole process of naming something can actually be incredibly challenging. And when you're forced, like it's like when oh, yeah. you're forced uh, to be creative, it can be a little tough. So we had a name for the company. Um, you know, we we're actually looking at calling the company Vulcan Hockey 
initially from the kind of rubber vulcanization process by which pucks are made. And, you know, there were some challenges with kind of owning that name. Um, so we went into this, this branding exercise and Helios was one of the, the ones that we really liked, you know, a couple of reasons, the, uh, ability to take Helios hockey, two H's, both six letters and line them up. There was some awesome meaning behind, you know, the word Helios, which kind of implies to kind of illuminate and, uh, to light things up. And for us, if you look at our brand identity, oh, we're very much so kind of like dark, bringing things to the surface, bringing things to light that were previously inaccessible. So I, I can't give you like one exact reason why we landed there, but amongst, you know, a bunch of options and a bunch of hair pulling and kind of creativity, um, you know, working with, with someone that specializes in this, we, we found Helios hockey and uh, Helios sports and haven't looked back since. Yeah. Oh, for those cool. go, go check it out. I mean, we're going to put it on the cover photo for this episode, but it's, it's, it's a sick logo. Kudos to everyone yeah. involved on that one. Yeah, most definitely. I like that. I like that reasoning. That's a lot of thought y'all put into it. And I think yeah, it, and it was funny really with the well. cur- with the current with the current logo. There were actually these like little features that were originally in the design, and they kind of made it look like it was an '80s uh, slasher band logo. And <laughs> we were staring at it, and uh, actually, my wife and I were looking at it one night. We we're like, I think this is it, but there's something wrong with it. And uh, we grabbed like a white marker and we just like took off the, the sharpness of these uh, 80s slasher band edges. And that was actually <laughs> where we where we landed with the current logo. And it had the, like a much better feel and was super happy with it. And, you know, I had to actually go tell the designer that it looked too uh, 80s slasher for what we were going for and eventually convinced him. And, and then we were off with it. <laughs> nice. Love it. Yeah, what y'all landed on looks really good. All right, uh, last one before we get into some uh, some more just general hockey business. Um, what are some of the toughest obstacles you've overcome so far um, transitioning more from an idea to a career like it is now? And what advice do you have for someone looking to maybe do something similar or um, kind of start something from scratch? Yeah, for sure. I think like, getting from those earliest days when it's just you to a group of people is, is part of the you know most challenging. And, um, you know, the, the first day that you wake up and there's another person that believes what you believe, you realize just how powerful it is to even have two people in the world that believe your sort of underlying premise, right? So I encourage people, like if you have a, an idea for a business or an invention or just really anything, Find somebody else that believes the same things you believe because it really makes like every day from that day forward a lot, you know, more supported and powerful. And eventually that's three people and four people. And, you know, if you look at you guys, you have three people supporting your awesome podcast and it's uh, it's community, it's support. It really helps get things off the ground. Um, the other really hard thing, you know, even spending six years at MIT working for technology startups and thinking that. You know, I had all the pieces to be able to go raise investment. Um, it's really hard. Ultimately, you know, people treat their money as like the hardest thing to part ways with as they should. And um, you really have to put a lot of work in and a lot of thought into why someone should ultimately choose to invest in something that you're working on and really think about what that means in terms of like a commitment that they're making to you. Um, so that's been, you know, it's challenge, but we've been lucky to, to find folks that have backed us and allowed us to really build the company we've built over the last three years. 
That's awesome. I mean, that it's great it's, advice. Yeah. yeah I, I, no that's awesome. I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it's a testament to the drive and passion that obviously you had well before MIT and just to see you kind of follow through with it and us getting the opportunity to sit here and kind of chat with you about it. Um, you know, first and foremost, we appreciate the time, but, um, you know, we do have some more lighthearted questions for you. Um, uh, you know, we, we forewarned you about it. So away we go. Um, All right, Patrick, we'll I'm going to let you ask. I think you've got it. I think you've got it. I mean, you're MIT. I mean, we've, you've got to have it. Creativity comes hand in hand. <laughs> so Patrick, I like you. You always tend to ask the first one. So I'm going to hand it off to you and then we'll kind of go through a little bit and just, uh, just kind of, just kind of go with the flow. Yeah. And you were given much more advanced than any of our other podcast guests. This is true. This is true. And I actually also have one in mind. So I'm curious to see if we match who plays Bill in the movie about Helios hockey. Ooh. And don't, if you don't feel like you need to be humble here, we've had some guys say that they'd be Bradley Cooper. We've had some (laughs) guys say they'd be Zach Galifianakis from the hangover. So we've had everything from far and few and in between. So, yeah, let's say let's say let's say Matt Damon. Let's say Matt Damon because I kind of have this like good Bill Hunting thing going, imagining like the janitor <laughs> yeah. that's actually like oh sick God. at hockey, um, yeah. and uh, like just imagine that he like went like so far beyond that whiteboard and just like being really good at like math, and he got into like electronics and software, and he was sick at hockey, and this is where he ends up. Okay. I love that. That's Matt great. Damon. That's good Bill Yeah, that's a well thought, well thought out, well thought out answer around. I just see uh, Emilio Estevez, you know, drawing up plays, and you're like, "What is this kid doing?" And it's like, "I'm Matt Damon. Get this, get this D five shit out of here." <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm Matt Damon. You scored, Luis. You scored. <laughs> can I right. uh, can I give my opinion on who would play you? Because I think it's a spinning image. Let's hear it. I don't know if y'all watch Superstore, but Jonah oh, from Jonah. Superstore, Ben Feldman, yes. look him up. You and he look incredibly similar. I think I know. Yes. Okay. I can see that. Toss some, uh, toss some facial hair on Ben Feldman. Yeah. And uh, I think we're talking business. Yeah. I mean, it's a little different than the Ryan Gosling I normally get, but I, I think I can try it on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's all right. I usually get like a chubby Zach Braff. So, I mean, I, it's. You know, it, it is what it is. <laughs> Facial hair does wonders. Uh, so what uh, What are some hobbies outside of hockey? I mean, you know, we are a podcast centered around hockey down here in Texas. Uh, but obviously, you know, I guess we do have lives outside of it. So what are some of the hobbies that you have outside of the sport? Yeah, so growing up in New Hampshire, I just, you know, love to be outdoors, love to hike, uh, love to ski really love to just stay active. Um, my wife and I, we actually have a big 106 pound dog. So spend a lot of time just planning adventures with, uh, with him. His name's Bodie and, uh, nice. yeah, spent time with my family. Very cool. What kind of dog is he? He's a Bernice mountain dog. Oh yes. Oh, big boy. That's exactly what I want. Uh, okay. I'm giving myself a year. So, uh, you mentioned hiking, sorry. I'm a big outdoors guy myself. Uh, that's why I work in parks and recreation. Uh, but where's that's the awesome. coolest place you've hiked? 
Yeah, so there's a so up here in the White Mountains, we're we're fortunate to have a, a, a ton of beautiful mountains, and I, I have to say Mount Washington is sort of always just a great hike if you can get up there on a on a nice weather day. But one of my favorites is actually a bit smaller. It's called Mount Chikorua. Um, it's located, you know, sort of halfway between where we are in Portsmouth and and the White Mountain National Park. And I'd say the coolest thing about the top of it is it's all rock and it's completely exposed. So I've actually spent some time up there with a drone and you can basically fly it like 360 around you and it can always keep, you know, tracking on the peak of this giant, you know, stone mountain at the top. Um, just spectacular views and kind of the, uh, the amount of effort you put in for what you get. I think it's, it's one of the best hikes here. Man. All right. I was just Googling that. That looks awesome. We're not blessed with mountains in Dallas. We have a nature preserve. <laughs> We've got a river that flows through the city, at the middle of the city. It smells. Yeah. Anyway, enough about the beautiful city of there. Dallas. Uh, yeah, we're really selling. We're really selling Bill to come down here and, and check out Dallas. Uh, Which we should, man. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. What's have y'all? And this is widely off slash on topic, but has anyone watched? Um, I think it's called Seven. Six Peaks, Seven Peaks. It's, it's a it's a documentary on 14 Netflix. Peaks. Fourteen Peaks, yeah, double up. Uh, it's about the fourteen highest peaks in the world. Uh, I, I believe the world record previously set was seven years. It took a guy to climb all of them. Uh, this guy did it in seven months. Essentially, he was like, "I'm going to shatter this record." Uh, I don't know if if, it, it's if that interests you. It. Wildly good. It's insane to see what this guy went through. Yeah, my wife and I watched it last week. It was one of the best documentaries I think I've seen in a long time. Just very impressive. In a similar vein, I would I would recommend The Alpinist also. I have that the, one stayed. The French Canadian. I don't know if he's a free climber or just yeah, general climber. climber. But that guy and, is uh, wild. Admittedly, I saw the name Fleury and I was like, oh, or no, it was Marc-Andre, right? Is his first name Marc-Andre? Uh, Either I way, so. I, I, he I, he shares a name with Mark Andre Fleury in some way, shape, or form, and I was like instantly, I was like, oh, hockey, and I saw mountains, and I was like, oh, I'll watch a preview for this, and now it's on my list, so got that going for me. Really good. Also, it, since we're on the topic of documentaries for a moment, Icarus. If you haven't watched it, it's easily one of the best documentaries, <laughs> if not the best documentary of all time. Thanks Netflix minute. Yeah, thanks for no joking. joke. <laughs> 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 little e-news yeah right so bill let's let's go back to your hockey days again uh let's say you're sitting uh you wake up you've got a game with mit hockey uh what is your pre-game meal and what is your pump-up song what's the one song and the one meal that you have to have before you're playing every game yeah so we had this uh this sub shop in the student center at mit called laverdi's and they made, you know, average subs, but would always get a chicken parm sub. And uh, favorite hockey song would definitely be ACDC, You Shook Me All Night Long. I uh, probably played that 10 times on repeat before we hit the ice. And it was actually part of the MIT warm-up song. So that one that one takes the cake. The salt and the wound. Knowing I, that I, I was about to say, man. <laughs> Black Sabbath and ACDC earlier just makes it so much more sore. Coming around full circle. <laughs> I have oh. one more before we get to uh, our non-razorism of the week. I yes. asked AJ from the Trashers, since he's from the Northeast as well, 
Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks? I know it's not going to be looked well upon by my fellow New Englanders, but Starbucks. Wow. (laughs) Do you have a go-to order or is it just the overall product? I just like the cold brew there better. Oh, the cold brew too. Yeah, the nitro cold brew is uh, is really good, but that'll Solid. give you a kick, and I wouldn't drink it past five. Facts. <laughs> AJ's wife also said Starbucks. He was none too pleased about it. Yeah, speaking of Netflix documentaries. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Yeah, we spent, we spent all that time on Netflix and completely forgot to drop yeah. another plug to a previous guest. Yeah, Crime and Penalties. Check it out. Yeah. Bill, you, we've you've got you've had to have seen that one, right? With uh, with the Danbury Trashers. Yeah, that whole series was unbelievable. Okay, yeah, it's funny because obviously in this circle of uh, of hockey fandom, we only talk about you know the, the Danbury Trashers, crime and penalties, but uh, all of those were insanely good. But yeah, I uh, speaking of, have you have you run into? I feel like that's a not a small community up there, but. Was that like on anyone's radar as far as uh, the Danbury Trashers or anything like that growing up for you guys? We have, I've got a couple of friends that grew up in that area and they were like, I couldn't even remember the team if you paid me to. Yeah, I honestly had no idea about it. And I was just sort of blown away by the atmosphere that they created with their fans. It was something that, you know, even just being a couple hours away in New Hampshire, like we couldn't relate to that energy and that atmosphere in any way. It was pretty, pretty unbelievable as a, as a player to just, to see that documentary and what they had created. Some would say fighting helped the sport a little bit, I guess you could say. I might rub some people. Inconceivable. And I know, unbelievable. Inconceivable. Maybe uh, maybe John John Cena shows up. I don't know. Now, now you've got me back to like the 1990s and Patrick Waugh meeting Osgood at Center Ice. Oh, <laughs> yes. Those were, I mean, yeah, hockey has just taken on a completely different form. Now, don't get me wrong, and it seems like Helios – greatly benefits from the speed and the agility of players these days but you know it's it's a different sport than it was before but still a beautiful sport best sport out there best community out there but yeah we've got a uh, one one last bit of uh, a show to uh, to give the people uh, and then we'll we'll get you uh, get you with your sign off which I just gave you a forewarning there so you're just the most well prepared person that's ever been on the show before I appreciate yeah. that thanks fellas yeah so we don't have a Razorism because we haven't had Stars Hockey for two plus weeks now, but we do have a Macaulayism. Referee Wes Macaulay, it's a quick one. 21 San Jose, both guys, five each for fighting. Oh boy, <laughs> what a Macaulay in great Love form. <laughs> five for fighting, way to go, Wes. That's a quick one, God, but Wes always it. so enthusiastic in his penalty calls. Fighting. Especially when it it comes to the fighting calls. They're fantastic. Yeah. Pretty sure there's a clip of him or Jamie Benn talking to him during the uh, the bubble. And I think he he drops an F-bomb. And Jamie Benn's like, I'm going to tell your mom, you you can't say that. And then Wes (laughs) McCullough just goes, you're right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. There's there's quite a few clips out there of refs saying, fuck you. or Yeah, it's it's pretty hilarious. Uh, but yeah, so that's our Macaulayism for the week. Uh, this release is on Thursday. So for those that are listening, hopefully you're listening to this on your way to the American Airlines Center in Dallas as the Dallas Stars take on the Florida Panthers that are finally back in action. Um, as it stands today on Tuesday, December 4th, I'm sorry, January 4th, because Whoa, dude. time that's is irrelevant. Time is irrelevant. 
all of the Dallas Stars that were in COVID protocol have officially been removed from it. All of the taxi squad players that were called up to the Dallas Stars have been sent back down to the Texas Stars. So hopefully uh, there's some hockey this weekend in Texas uh, that is uh, of the NHL caliber. But uh, that being said, uh, Bill, we always have a sign-off that each one of us do. Uh, So every one of our guests that comes on, we ask them to do their own special sign-off, and that can be whatever or however you want it to be. If you want to plug Helios, if you have a a saying that you had at MIT Hockey or uh, in in hockey growing up, by all means, this is your chance. Yeah, well, first of all, I just want to say thanks to you guys for the opportunity to come on today. I mean, I think what you're doing for – for hockey in general, especially hockey in Texas, is fantastic. Uh, you know, if you'd asked me 10 years ago what comes to mind when I think of Texas, I would have told you chainsaws and barbecue. And, you know, now I'd tell you it's water right. hockey, yeah. Dallas Stars, chainsaws and barbecue. Um, so it's a, it's a privilege so, to get never to talk been so to you guys. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, you know, I encourage anybody that's interested in understanding their hockey performance better to check out our product for your listeners in Texas. It's available at the uh, Pure Hockey Store in Plano, as well as uh, nice. Pure Hockey Online. And uh, definitely excited to be making our mark on the sport in the best way we know how. That's a pretty that's a pretty solid sign-off in itself. That is a good sign-off. Better than well, ours, maybe. For the, yeah, for the first time in 2022, uh, Patrick. Stay sassy, boys. And as always, stay moist. Yes, to the peace sign. And uh, don't for any reason whatsoever, even if you don't know what year it is, forget your Kermit tattoo. That's a good one, Pete. Yeah. <laughs>